Betsy and Thomas here for the American Intelligence Media. Today we're going to be talking about the swamp, cleaning the swamp, and the biggest swamp monster there is to go. And who is that, Thomas? Well, I don't know. It's quite, it's a competition right now. <laughs> well, I guess you're right. There's so many. Robert Mueller, I mean, and his students, you know, Comey and Rod Rosenstein and Andrew McCabe. I mean, they are just busting out trying to be the replacement for Robert Mueller. You know, they figured Mueller would come out, do this thing, pick the low-hanging fruit, do a little bit of this, a little bit of that, and then steal all the evidence, cover everything up, and leave. Well, too late. Trump has turned on the floodlights, and now we get to see how exactly how ugly these swamp monsters are as they are crawling out now that really Comey is, as we have said before, he's the plug in the swamp. He has been unplugged. The swamp has been unplugged and it is draining. And we get to see Mueller himself in all of his astounding ugliness. We even see today uh, where very liberal uh, news agencies are saying, we have lost confidence in Robert Mueller. <laughs> yeah, well, it's about time. Now, the reason that we decided to record this one today is because there have been a lot of updates. Um, if, you've, if you're catching this video maybe a week or two beyond the time that we're posting it, we've just had a lot of outages. We've seen Peter Strzok and Lisa Page being covered. We've seen, you know, just the, just the bureaucrats that are creating this havoc. Because in the end, it's going to be a bureaucrat that actually took the FISA warrant over to the court to have it signed, and they're going to be people's signatures on it, and we're going to be able to identify who these treasonous people are. So in light of these new disclosures, where is Mueller in all of this? Is he going? Is he staying? What the heck is he doing? Well, I think I've uh, seen recent reports where he has insinuated, of course, every leak that he gives out means that it is an invalid investigation, and that the grand jury uh, impanelment was, is false, fake, and should be uh, disbanded immediately for many, many reasons. But he has said that he intends to wrap this up soon. As we have said, if he does not wrap it up by January 31st, he himself will go down. There have already been demands from the Congress that there be another special investigator appointed to investigate Mueller and what it, he is covering up here with Comey. Let's, let's just go back for a second. Now, the second that Mueller was appointed, which was the plan of Comey, which basically means that Comey had already met with Rosenstein and Mueller and planned that before he perjured himself and before he leaked those final leaks, which he admitted to leaking, which is, of course, a crime. But, of course, he's been given some type of immunity. Mueller gave him some type of broad immunity before Comey came before the Congress after he was fired to testify. Now, he had to do that because there were so many Comey crimes, which we've detailed in, in great outline, but first off, Comey lied and told the president three times there was no investigation of him. There was a counterintelligence investigation of him by, um, of course, uh, Peter Stroke and his boss, whose name is... Um, it's Struck. You pronounce it Struck. 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 I keep need to, needing to be reminded of that. I've heard it pronounced so many different ways. Must have lied in my brain wrong. So uh, to begin with, it, Struck's boss... Uh, Priestab, or how do you say his name? Yeah, I Priestab. Mm -hmm. uh, he, of course, is part of this because it's all counterintelligence. So when Comey lied to the Congress repeatedly, when he lied to the president repeatedly, he needs to go to jail because otherwise what was previously a counterintelligence investigation based upon probably 
the Trump dossier, the Trump-Russian dossier, which we still cannot say for sure what those FISA warrants were really about or who got them, but we can speculate, and a lot of these news reports are speculating. So I like to stay with just the facts that we have seen so far. And strangely enough, the facts that have come out from leaks from that from uh, Mueller's special investigation, any leak means it's invalid, it needs to be closed. And the Office of Inspector General done being done by Michael Horowitz, which we should talk about, a million pages have already been collected. The 10,000, I would call them political texts between um, uh, Peter Stroke and his, um, both married, by the way, and his and uh, Lisa Page. girlfriend, Lisa Page. Let's remember they both have top secret security clearances working as attorneys for both the Department of Justice and FBI. So if they're having an affair, they are compromised and they lose their security clearance. But of course, he's the guy, Stroke, who investigated Hillary in the email scandal and, and exonerated her before she even was investigated and then told his boss, as I told you before, and I have said this from the beginning, and to, to my knowledge, I'm the only person who has said this. Well, other the than the people that are listening to this that are going to tell you in the comment box that they were thinking the same thing. <laughs> and the conclave who, when they hear me rant and rave, say, yeah, 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 well, of course we agree with that. That's, uh, you know... Those, those are all basic realities. But we have, again and again, pointed out not only what Mueller would do, but what Comey's crimes were. And now it's coming out from the Office of Inspector General, Michael Horowitz's report, a million pages long. The and, and I'd like to add, for folks who might not be caught up, that this is um, coming from the Department of Justice, this Office of Inspector General. Go ahead. Yes, and usually they don't really hold a tremendous amount of weight. But because during this investigation, which is going to end uh, uh, end in the spring of next year. How do you know that? Because the Office of Inspector General and Michael Horowitz himself has already said this. He is outright leaking the information that he's receiving when it doesn't get leaked out by or released to the public by Mueller. So... At, Mueller is just putting the noose around his neck, as we've said before, and he hired all the scumbags from Wilmer Hale that he worked with before. He hired Andrew Weissman, the uh, basically illegal terrorist. He handled. He's hired everyone on his team, the most corrupt 18 lawyers that we can possibly get anywhere in America, to be on his team instead of using the thousands and thousands and thousands of lawyers that he could have used. And he used his favorite people, of course, in the... FBI, the counterintelligence department, as I have said repeatedly, and no one seems to notice, there were three investigations of Trump, one by the FBI. He was completely exonerated. It was on their site. Both he and his father, Trump, were exonerated of any, any wrongdoing and specifically any Russian connections. They, they were hoping that they would find some because they had already hired Fusion GPS. They had hired a British spy. And then they used Nellie Orr. Nellie Orr was used by Fusion. Why? Because she works with the Open Source Works CIA group that uses the internet to, basically they scrub the internet and they use metadata analysis to get the information they want from supposedly open source material. That's a lie. It's from Alphabet. It's from the mother company of Google that they actually get most of their information from. But anyway, let's just play like they get it from the internet. Well, what did they say? Anyone who read 
the dossier. And let's remember, Trump has never been given a copy, 36 pages of the Trump-Russian dossier. That in itself is a crime, seeing that the counterintelligence investigation controlled by Comey and his underlings who are actually above him in the counterintelligence division of the FBI, uh, Peter Stroke, who was, we find him at the, at every crucial junction, we find him being the corrupt person. Why? Because as I've said from the beginning, they use counterintelligence and the excuse of national security to be able to redact anything in any document. And it's just their excuse. Comey can say, as he has before, and was said again uh, recently by others who are in the FBI, that literally what the counterintelligence department of the FBI does does not have to reach the president's ears. Comey himself did not. So he has the excuse. He's going to blame it on Priestab. What's his first name? I forget his first name, but the head of the counterintelligence department of the FBI. He's going to blame it on him, and it's going to go to the fall guy, Peter Stroke. He's, he pulled the short uh, stick on this one. So what happens to him? He gets demoted and put in the HR department where he shouldn't be because he was having an affair. He's broken all of his security agreements to have well, that affair. there could be a strategic reason why they didn't want to fire him. He'd be a loose gun out there. They probably wanted to contain him. Because he is a star witness for Mueller's investigation. That's what I have said from the beginning. And I would say it again, and we will find that out in the end. He is one of the people because he is the one who interrogated Flynn without a lawyer there. He's the one who interrogated, which wasn't an interrogation, it was an exoneration of Hillary Clinton, and Huma, Huma Cheryl Mills, mm-hmm. uh, Weiner, right. every, all he of them. He's just a point guy for everything. Maybe that's because Mueller already could count on him to do this kind of dirty work. When Mueller gave some type of immunity to Comey, surely Peter Stroke would have been in the room because it's all about the fact that Rod Rosenstein wrote a letter saying fire Comey, and now they want to look into uh, some type of corruption, collusion, uh, conflict of interest, or uh, some type of judicial meddling here. Incorrect. Comey worked for the president. He cannot possibly in any way obstruct justice because he's his boss. Comey obstructed justice by lying before Congress. He obstructed justice by lying to the president, saying there was no investigation of him, and to the public he said this. So when Mueller did this, the entire thing was corrupted. But then Mueller brought in what is beautiful. He brought in people like Bruce Orr, who works for the Department of Justice as an attorney, uh, uh, assistant attorney general. He met with Fusion GPS. Okay, Fusion GPS representative... Christopher Steele, that is an ex-British spy, that is illegal. Then he also met with um, Glenn Simpson, the head of Fusion. So in fact, we have someone on the inside of the Department of Justice that the Office of Inspector General and Michael Horowitz found out, discovered this, reported it to Mueller. Mueller did not fire him, just like he did not fire Stroke. Why? Because he's a key element in the entire investigation because he was right at the heart of it because his wife not only uh, also worked for the government prior, but she was hired by Fusion GPS at the time. She's a Russian analyst. She speaks Russian. She got a ham license right after she took on this job for Fusion GPS, probably so she could communicate to uh, with England through the ham uh, radio, which is a way to get around being uh, 
found out uh, because it's uh, you can go from different bandwidths to different bandwidths and change it all up. So she was probably communicating with Christopher Steele and probably communicating with Alexis Gubarov. Uh, um, no. Uh, Alexei Gubarov, no. We could go into him, though. That's another thing, because his judge for Alexei Gubarov and his charges against the uh, the false dossier and uh, CNN and Washington Post and New York Times, the judge for that has been replaced. Just like the judge for the Fusion GPS, uh, Judge Chutkin, has been replaced for the questions of, can we please see the Fusion GPS bank records? As I have said, when we see those bank records and the judge that got recused from above, the judge who replaced them is a friend of John Podesta's, the very man who paid for G Fusion GPS investigation through the DNC. Uh, so what kind of uh, collusion is that? What kind of conflict of interest is that? Unbelievable. But he released some of the files, and some of the files point out that certain people were paid by Fusion basically to run oppositional research against Trump. In other words, before he was elected, it was a horrible oppositional research med uh, meddling in the election. Um, I, you can't call it a regime change because it wasn't. It was just oppositional research. It was to meddle in the election. And who did we use? All of the intelligence agencies. And we now know, because we've revealed this in our reports and our audios, that the U.S. Department of Digital Services was actually... Uh, took a billion and a half dollars from Eric Schmidt to be the real meddling in the election. That and many other things that we have brought you, you to light. You're so nice calling it meddling in the election. We're talking about treasonous activities. It's not it's treasonous. Oh, it's not? Until it's, it's the president. At the point that the president became president-elect, it all became treasonous. Oh, so at that point, those activities became treasonous. So Sally Yates... But isn't overthrowing the American government, the U.S. government, a treasonous, no matter how you're trying to do it? No, it's election corruption, and we've had lots of it in this country, as your Truth News headlines have just pointed out. We know that those corrupt things happen. We know that 11 primaries were uh, thrown to Hillary Clinton uh, during uh, against Bernie. We know this. Those are facts. Why is nothing done? Because that's election corruption. Uh, and so you have to go through the Elections Commission and so on and so forth. But what we're talking about after President Trump became President-elect Trump and no longer citizen Trump, before that, it was illegal surveillance. But nothing has ever happened about illegal surveillance. James Clapper, the father of illegal surveillance, who came out and said he didn't do any and then came out and said he had surveils every American. And nothing happens so the surveillance is going to continue as long as Apple, uh, excuse me, as long as Google, uh, as long Facebook. as Facebook, Instagram, mm -hmm. Twitter, as long as all of those are still controlled by IBM Eclipse Group and still licenses their usage of, their, of, of the stolen patents of leader technology. We will continue to have this because those are government oligarchs. The, the Silicon Valley boy kings are nothing more than a new type of basically digital mafia. They're the new oligarchs. They're the cardboard cutouts for the government. And Obama was bought them all out and was bought out by them. That's who provided $2 million for his library. I, I love it that uh, Duval Patrick is now uh, 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 the head of the... Um, well, he works on the he's Obama the library. He's the library in Chicago, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. And he's also the head of the foundation, which is merged with the library illegally. Now, well, there is no library. Well, That's the reason we can't get any records from the Obama period, because there is no physical locality for the library. This is how they're going to hide the records. You cannot FOIA 
certain records of the president. Again, everything in the President Obama is all sealed from before the election, during the election, and after the election. Now it is sealed because the Obama Library doesn't exist. $2 billion for uh, a room where they have meetings at the University of Chicago. So Duval Patrick is the chosen next president uh, by Obama for 2020. He's going to run. He's as corrupt as can be. We've revealed it. He did not become one of Robert Mueller's lawyers, corrupt lawyers, because Robert Mueller already had stacked it so thick that, as I was saying, Nellie, Nellie Orr was working for Fusion GPS using a CIA program called Open uh, Source Works. Works to gather the information that we all laughed about when we read the 36 pages that were printed in the public domain illegally, and there's now two lawsuits, actually more than two, there's two by Alexei Gubarev against those four news agencies that printed that and reported on the fake dossier, but all the Russians mentioned in it because poor old Nellie didn't do her homework. She simply went to Russian newspapers and simply read Russian material and created a Russian fake dossier. She created a fairy tale. Out of the internet. As everyone knew who read it. Anything in there was on the internet. It was in the news. Christopher Steele doesn't know anyone in Russia. He knows uh, Alexei uh, Chupala, what's what, uh, Alexandria Chupala, Chupala. Mm-hmm. who is a Ukrainian-Russian who gave the fake information about $27 million being stolen by Manafort in the fake ledger. So they, they laid out these attacks against uh, against. Trump long ago, and Mueller is here to cover them. Well, He's least, not doing a good job now, is he? At least intent is shown here. You know, they said that Hillary didn't show any intent when she did what she did, but that clearly this is a path of intent. Oh my goodness, yes. And we pointed that out again and again, and we've laid out the timeline of all the different attempts that Comey tried to make sure that Trump would not get elected. This directly all came from monies from the Democratic National Committee, and as we have said again and again from Hillary's super PAC, which also paid for Andrew McCabe's wife, Jill McCabe, $750,000. I don't know why they get the amounts wrong. She was given $750,000, some from Terry McAuliffe's own state fund and some from the super PAC, but also money from that super PAC paid for the dossier. And as we said before, it was not... The people they say who were the the Republican supporters that paid for the dossier to begin with, it was Jeb Bush. And that has now come out also. So in the end, we hope that by next spring, the over a million pages already in the office of Inspector General Michael Horowitz's investigation of political meddling in the presidential election, all of this will start to come to light because he's started slowly to leak out information of how corrupt it is. And we just have to thank Mueller for putting all those corrupt people into one spot so that when the floodlights came on, we could see who they were. Well, I think it's a very interesting war strategy if you look at this as an information war because a lot of people in America are not awake, so they don't really know what's going on. So by throwing these... uh, breadcrumbs out and everybody grabbing them, it helps people wake up to the truth of the evil and the corruption in Washington. So this uh, December, it's Peter Strzok and uh, Nellie Orr and who knows, and you know, in another few weeks, it's going to be someone else. But, you know, they're, they're chumming us, letting us find out 
what's really behind the scenes. I want to go back to Mueller now. Let's focus in on Mueller. What are his next plays? And then, Thomas, uh, one of our readers, Frank V. Thanks, Frank, for sending this question. I thought it was excellent. Um, where does FBI Director Christopher Ray stand? Who is he? Is he part of the swamp? So kind of let's go back to the that whole area there. Christopher Ray, by answering the questions he answered and the way he answered, just shows that he is now completely part of the swamp. And he is um, what we call CIA indoctrinated. He even is, is giving CIA type uh, uh, doublespeak answers, and he's not giving any evidence. And Rosenstein is, is stonewalling the Congress. And Nunes, uh, Devin Nunes is back as being the head of the House Committee on Intelligence. And he's the one who actually broke all of this because someone came and told him, come look at the skiff evidence I have for you at the White House. We're in the White House skiff, and he did. That's what really broke this all open. So the Awan investigation is connected to the DNC uh, server and the supposed Russian hacking. You have the DCC hacking. You have the uh, DC leaks. All of these things are all connected. So as for the first time in history in my life that I've ever seen that a real congressional investigation is getting somewhere, they are actually going to write up contempt of Congress if, if uh, Rosenstein doesn't give the information that, they, that has been requested and if uh, Christopher Ray doesn't give it out. But he can't because the heads, both Jeff Session and Christopher Ray, are completely overwhelmed by the unlawfulness that they see there. They would have to basically step out and make accusations against everyone there that they're working with because they see the criminal ways that it has been working and they can't do that. Jeff Sessions can't do that. Donald Trump can't do that. We have to slowly drain the swamp. Mm-hmm. That's what I you said. I think it's very wise. You cannot quickly drain it because these people are in positions of power. They are bureaucrats. Many of them are not appointed. They are not elected. They are old guard who are protecting their jobs. They are basically career politicians who, uh, well, they're not even politicians, they're career bureaucrats who have positions like a Rod Rosenstein. Rod Rosenstein has been corrupt back to the early 90s. I want to ask you something about Rod. I know you're going to go there, but just if if you'll take a moment, listeners, and watch Rod Rosenstein answer some questions. I mean, I found his demeanor very odd. He To me, he just looked like a grayed out bureaucrat, no original thinking, creativity. He didn't look on the ball. And then, as you pointed it out to me to watch his gestures, he looked like a carbon copy of James Comey. Just watch his gestures. That's CIA training. That is doublespeak. Explain that before we go into Rod Rosenstein. I thought it was enlightening. Rod Rosenstein didn't answer a single question. Christopher Ray didn't answer a single question. Comey never answers a single question. They, they never do. Fill the air with words. So many words. They protect themselves behind legal jargon. And that legal jargon is complete nonsense. They don't even know who they work for. So the Congress gets very frustrated. As you got to see with uh, Trey Gowdy and with, what is it, Jim Jordan? Yes. They went on with their 10 minutes where they didn't even ask these jerks any questions because they knew that they would simply... Um, give dissemble the question until there is no question, and then they're answering another question, and it makes, and it's the same. This is the way that Hillary Clinton answers questions. It's the way Bill Clinton answers questions. It's the way Karl Rove taught Baby Bush to answer questions because it came from who? Daddy Bush. This is all CIA doublespeak. You, you ask, the question is asked. You turn it into a moral issue, 
that you're pontificating about in the end that doesn't answer the question, but because you use moral issues and because you used your hands in certain ways, because you raised your voice at a certain point, because you lowered your voice at another point, because you never get upset, because the only things that you do get upset about are nothings. You always get upset about nothing burgers because you can harp on a nothing burger like a Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton can talk all night and never say a thing. We've seen that. We saw it in the in the debates, she never answered a single question. She never gave you a single fact, never gave you a statistic, and she dodged every single bullet. How is that possible? Well, we know she had the questions ahead of time. We know that that was a setup, but still, this is because this okay. is a type of training that you go through. All right, let's go back to Rod Rosenstein there. Rod Rosenstein sounds exactly like Comey because he's mimicking his voice patterns. That's what you do. Well, even look at his hand gestures. His hand gestures look exactly the way Comey does when he gives testimony. But I know I'm probably getting too much in the details. No, Rod Rosenstein um, was to be the next Comey. Oh, my gosh. Comey How wants pathetic. to be the next president. How pathetic. Remember, That's the best we can have in America? Comey I mean, has already I was, insinuated. I was not impressed with him. And as a former employer, he certainly wouldn't be anybody I would be impressed to hire. But, okay, that's Rod Rosenstein. Now he's up there. Um, when are we going to see Mueller on front and center stage? When he makes his report. And he's already making his report because of all the leaks. So right now, even if he came forward with whatever suggestions he came forward with, they may not go forward. They may simply drop everything because this is a mistrial. And not only that... General Flynn wasn't told that Bruce Orr, four months ago, had been demoted and that he was working with Fusion GPS in a campaign against Trump. He wasn't told that Peter Stroke, who was the star witness, one of the star witnesses against him, has been demoted. He should have been fired. He can't be fired because then the case would have to be thrown out because the star witness has, has been uh, proven to be unbelievable. So what we have here is a beautiful, beautiful botched case of Robert Mueller. And in the end, he normally is used to just coming out and, and all he his investigation is done when the political fallout in the press has diffused everything. That's when he's, he's done with his report, whether it be his investigation of 911, whether it be his investigation of uh, Mark Rich, whether it be invest it doesn't matter. Any, any Robert Mueller investigation is determined before he begins it. His entire political career, just like Comey's, just like Deval Patrick's, just like Rod Rosenstein, just like uh, Andrew McCabe, they're all fake political careers. They simply are placed in positions so that in the end, they supposedly have their uh, an ability to be uh, ethically sanctimonious as they basically are fixers for the insiders in Washington, D.C.